Welcome to the What's Next podcast. This is your host, Rebecca. Boy, wow. Do I do I have a podcast for you guys today? A lot is going to be said. I probably need to throw in a disclaimer. I'll do that in a second. But I'm going to be talking about quitting my ICU job. As many of you know, or if you've seen it on TikTok or Instagram or anything, I recently quit my cardiac ICU job. I was there for six months and I put in my two weeks and I feel amazing and I'm so happy. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the positives and negatives of the ICU, why I quit, why, every, everything. We're going to talk about it all. Um, little disclaimer, this is not going to be super happy. We are going to talk about death and dying and suffering and all the things that go on in the ICU. So be warned. Also, this is my own opinions. This is no opinions of my hospital, my co- like my colleagues. This is not like speaking for every ICU nurse ever. This is talking about me and my opinions only. So take that as you will. Um, I am talking just purely from my own experience and nobody else is involved in my opinions. So yeah, let's get into it. We're going to start out with a little bit of background. So I worked in a pulmonary cardiac step-down ICU for a year and a couple months. And then I decided to move and uh, get into the cardiac ICU. So when I went into the ICU, um, I have had very minimal experience with the ICU, only transferring patients there and getting patients from the ICU. But I've never worked directly in an ICU, except for nursing school where I did like, I don't know, two days in the ICU. I went into the ICU because uh, ICU obviously opens a lot of doors if you want to go back to school. And I was thinking about it. I was like, maybe I want to do that. And I was like, I want to try something. I want to learn a lot. And I want to kind of push myself as a nurse to go into the ICU. So that is why I went to the ICU. I will start out with the positives and then we'll get into like my own reasoning. I'm not trying to convince anybody to go to the ICU or to get out of the ICU. This is just kind of like a blanket statement of my experience. Um, I'm not trying to dissuade anyone from going into the ICU. If you feel like you want to do it, go for it. There are so many big positives of the ICU. Um, Starting out, I had the most amazing preceptors. They were so, 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 so helpful. They led me through like everything. They did not make me feel stupid. Nobody on the unit ever made me feel like I was an idiot or that I was like alone. They were so helpful. They were there for me. They would, you know, help me through anything. If I had an admit, I had like four people in the room helping me. It was wonderful. It's a wonderful culture of an ICU. And um, I had wonderful coworkers. None of my bad experiences had anything to do with my coworkers. I really loved them. I enjoyed working with them. Um, They were great. So I had all the support and help I needed. For the first couple of months of working in the ICU, I just felt stupid. And that's okay. Like, I honestly feel like you're just going to feel stupid in the ICU for a couple months. You're learning so many new things. Like, just so much has to be learned so quickly. And anything from, like, priming an art line to, like, watching the patient's blood pressure so closely and which drip do you use and when do you go up and what do you go to... Like, all of that just takes forever to learn. And once you, like, pass feeling like an idiot... It does take a couple months for that to happen, which for me probably took like once I was without a preceptor, it probably took another month or two before I was like, okay, like I would go to work and I wouldn't be like, I have no idea what's going on. I did like have a basic understanding. Like I could get through my day while knowing like the checklist of, okay, if this is happening, then I'm going to do X, Y, and Z and see how, you know, see how it goes. So that got a lot better, like five, uh, not five months, like three, four-ish months in, I was like, okay. I really feel like I'm competent at work, not competent, just like not idiot, not like a stupid idiot, you know, that's kind of, <laughs> that's how I felt. Um, 
And then after that, I started actually kind of looking looking at the job. I think for the first couple months, you're so overwhelmed with how much you're learning, but that's kind of exciting because you're learning so much. Um, after I kind of passed that, I was looking at the work I was doing and what I was doing, and I kind of had this realization of like, oh shit, I don't like this. Like I genuinely don't like it. And um, that's kind of where the last couple of months have been, and we're going to get into this. This is going to be like not happy, but we're going to talk about it anyways. I think before we get into the depressing segment, I'm going to talk about some positives. So one huge great thing about the ICU is you have so much autonomy. Like you are kind of treated as an equal, which in nursing, it's kind of hard to find a place like that. But really people respect your ideas. They want to know what you think. Uh, You're kind of held to a higher standard. So, you know, you're able to look at a situation and be like, hey, I think we should do this. And usually like that, they'd be like, hey, great. Unless there was like a reason you shouldn't, but you could ask for things and have them, you know, you could get things, you could get chest x-rays, you could get ABGs, you could change things, you could look at, you could look at the patient as a whole and really have a lot of control over what was going on, which I think some people love and some people hate. I was kind of in the middle. I was like, okay, I can do this. Like, that's fine. Um, so that's great with, with the ICU. You also have so much help and support. They're like, you know, like kind of all these like great minds are around you all the time. So you have a lot of people to ask questions to. Um, you have a lot of resources. The ICU is like well-funded, especially in the cardiac side of things like you have everything you need to help the patients I mean there's nothing under the sun that like isn't given to them um so that kind of that kind of helps that's very nice um you have only two patients one to two patients so it's not as overwhelming as like having six to eight patients it's overwhelming in a different way but the the less patient load is nice do I still think that two is a bit much sometimes absolutely um but you know, at least you can't go more than two, which is a positive. If you're like coming from the ED or like a floor, like I used to have five patients and it, having two was nice. It was like nice, but it, it was still more stressful because the patients were like on their deathbed. But still, um, that was a positive. Um, the doctors were super nice and helpful. The nurses were super nice and helpful. Um, if you get into a good culture of an ICU, I think it, it's really nice. Um, if you don't mind kind of like sitting by yourself, it's also good. Like if you're more introverted and don't really want to talk to people at work, I feel like if you work night shift, you're kind of like in your own little cubby and you're watching your patients and no one's coming up to you. No one's talking to you. So that's a positive. Also, I did work night shift, so that changes things a little bit. Um, but yeah, so if you're a little introverted, like maybe that could be a positive. I'm extremely extroverted, so that was a negative. Um, but yeah, um, we're going to get into why I quit now. I honestly like don't even know how to put some of this into like words without it just sounding horrid. So I'm going to try to do my best to make it realistic, but not make it sound like a horror movie. Really what started to wear me down the most was the ethical issues that come up in the ICU. Um, there is a lot of death in the ICU, which is, I think, you know, that's that's pretty normal. Like you think, when you think of the ICU, you think, yeah, probably a lot of people die. Um, and there's a difference between thinking it and like seeing it every time you go to work. I'm just not somebody that likes that, that likes being surrounded by death. Um, or can really, I couldn't work through it as best as I think people that are a little bit more numb can. There's definitely something that happens when I would walk into work and you would totally dissociate 
and you were just kind of there to do your job and get out. And everyone would do this because it's like a survival tactic that you have to do because if you mentally took on like the burden of thinking about it all, it would be too much day after day. So you'd have to just see the person and then you'd think about all the problems and how to fix the problems. And it was almost like mechanical. Like you would see them... You'd see the numbers, you'd see the medications, you'd play this whole game in your head of like what you're going to do next, what the next thing is, what's the thing that could go wrong, um, and you just had to do the job and keep them alive, um, which was kind of awful to do. And once you realize that you can do that so well, it, it wasn't a feeling I liked having. I didn't like going into work and being like, I can't even emotionally handle that right now. Stay super detached from the situation and just focus on the medical side of everything the numbers the meds how are we going to get this person from point a to point b um and and that's hard to do and that's a hard thing to mentally do three times a week for their, for their foreseeable future i think what people don't realize is um the icu yes we're there to make people better but these people are so unbelievably ill there is no getting better it's giving them a couple months a couple days maybe a couple years i mean that's a miracle but we're not seeing like this oh turn around walk out like Grey's anatomy like that's not reality i've seen a couple people that like i'm like okay they're gonna do great um but the majority are not like that. The majority, even if we quote unquote get them better, they're never going to recover. And their quality of life might be severely impacted. Now, I don't think we should play God and decide like who lives and who dies. But seeing people that were so desperately trying to naturally die, like their body was trying to die and we do everything to keep them from dying, it felt wrong. And it feels ethically wrong. And I think I think about like ethics and morals. I think about it a lot. So I, I think that didn't help me because some of these situations were so unbelievably heartbreaking and awful. And the patient obviously can no longer speak, talk, move, anything. But we're continuing to keep them alive even after their body has naturally decided it, it wants to go. Whether this is their wish or their family's wish, it's not my call to make, but it still felt wrong. And it, it almost... At some point, it feels evil. And I'm not talking about like your grandparent that was like walkie-talkie, like had, you know, walked out of the ice cream was great. Like I'm not talking about this situation. If people have like seen the situations that I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. It's the people that come in and they, they were dead on arrival and we're just keeping them going. And it's, they're ne they will never recover. Like they're never going to recover. And it, it feels so wrong. And then we do all these things to these patients, you know, to to help them. But it feels it feels like you're just hurting them and they're trying to die. And you're just keeping them going, like keeping them here. Um, and it feels wrong. So you end up just kind of leaving work being like, wow, I just did the wrong. I did a morally, like morally and ethically wrong thing for 12 hours and I couldn't say no and I couldn't voice my opinion. I mean, you can, but we have an ethics board. We have people. It's the family's wish. It's not my, it's not, I can't do anything, but, but when you think about it, you're like, this feels wrong. And I didn't like that and it wore me down. It really, it really wore me down. And this isn't like, this isn't like a one-time thing. This was like fairly common that I felt this way. It felt like it was at least 
once every two weeks that I had something like really traumatizing and it felt wrong what I was doing and it didn't feel like I was helping the person. Now, some weeks were great and I, the patients, I mean, we could see progress or even if they would like wiggle their finger, like it was, it was something and you felt like you were doing good. Um, people so, so badly don't want to die or have their family members die that they don't realize that like death isn't bad. And I think that's what I really came to terms with at this job. I just came to terms with like, you know, we're all going to die and it's not wrong. Like death isn't evil. It's not bad. It's natural. It's supposed to happen. Sometimes what we do to keep your family members alive is wrong and it's time for them to go. Like it's, it's wrong to keep someone that's, you know, cold and stiff alive. It's wrong. Like that's let them go. It's just torturing the, the person and it's not fair and it's not right. And I, and I don't think, and again, these are my own opinions. So I can't voice, I can't, well, I can't voice them. And I, we'd all, but the thing is we'd all agree that what was going on was wrong, but it was family's decision. It was, I mean, the providers would continually try to say like, Hey, this is futile. This is not going to work. And it's just no, 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 denial, 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 which is fine because it would be very hard to lose someone that you love. Now, when I talked to people about this work and I said, like, these are my issues, they were like, either A, I'd never thought about it like that way, or B, like, yes, but you have to hold on to the good patients. You have to hold on to the good stuff because this is just inevitable that you're going to see all this and it just is what it is. It was better when the patient would die naturally and it was calm and it was comfort care and they were not in pain and their family was around them than, like, this continual, like, horrible keep them alive, then they, you know, they code, whatever, keep them alive, keep them alive, keep them going, keep them going. and they're, they're like, just sitting in the bed, like, never going to recover, you know, like, never, ever, ever, nothing's ever going to happen, they're done, they're almost, they're in a vegetative state, and family's like, no, and you're like, what is the point of this, what are we doing, like, let them go, it's okay, like, I would much prefer to work in hospice or something where you actually help people handle death and, like, be allowed to die, and help the family work through it than in a situation where all we do is give false hope to the family and continue to like put this person through misery that is like not there anymore. Um, now granted there are some miracle stories but everyone holds on to the miracles and that's very far and few between that there is like this miracle story. It is usually quite the opposite. Um, and I could no longer like I couldn't do it anymore. And that was probably the main reason I quit is because I, f I could no longer go into a place that I felt like I was doing the wrong thing that I didn't agree with, that felt ethically wrong and do that day in and day out. I didn't want to do it anymore. And, it, and, it, and I didn't want to detach so much that I didn't even care. And I think that is what it would have to take to do that job. Um, and I didn't want to be that person that did that. I didn't want to, I, I just personally couldn't handle it if I didn't care anymore. Um, and didn't, didn't think about it like that. I just, I don't want to do that. I want to still have, you know, I want to still be a human and, and care. Um, and I didn't feel like that was possible in the situation. Now granted, the great patients were great. People that recovered, I was so happy for them. I did everything in my power to help move, motivate everything. Um, I'm 23 and it wore me down. It made me feel 
it made me feel icky. And maybe it takes a couple years to feel like you, you know, still you can emotionally handle the ICU. Maybe I was too young walking in. Maybe I just have too much, you know, hope in the whole thing. Um, and it, that could very well be it, that I just am young. But it wasn't for me. And I didn't like it. So I quit. <laughs> now, um, I'm not going to say that every ICU you're gonna be traumatized like this. Every personality is different. So you might be able to handle it. That doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you an evil person. You might be able to think about it in a better way and actually process your emotions better than I could. Um, again, I do not feel like I'm that super emotional person or that I am like super, I don't know, like swayed by my emotions, but this did it for me. And I was like, you know what? I can't do this. Um, so I put in my two weeks and I was super stressed and I don't think people realize like the emotional toll that like even thinking about quitting, like it took me months. I didn't like this job for months, but it still takes a really long time to even come to terms with like, wow, I really need to leave. Um, part of it was that I have to pay back a relocation fee. And at the time, cause they paid for me to move back here. And I was like, I don't want to pay that. Like it only takes a year that I don't have to pay it anymore. And it got to the point that I was like, I will give them any amount of money to get out of the situation. And I literally didn't even care. So I was like, I, I finally like told my parents, I was like, I don't give a crap if they want everything I have, like I'm leaving, um, which they won't. I know how much I owe them. I owe them about five grand. I don't care. I'll pay for, I'll pay it. I've got the money. There you go. And I'm clean and free and out of there. Um, so whatever I, that like does, does not bother me what it was hard to leave and know that I'm giving away, like, you know, you can't go to CRNA school, you can't go to flight nursing, you can't do all these things. But like, at this point, I, I don't want to know who I would be if I stayed in the job. I don't want to emotionally detach that much. I don't want to be any further traumatized than I already am. I was done. I don't care. If I want to go back to the ICU later, I can. If I feel like when I'm older, I want to go back, sure, I can do it. But at this stage of my life right now, I, I can't, I, I cannot handle it and I could not do it. And I didn't want to. Um, so I quit and I'm so unbelievably happy about it. And once I made the decision to quit, put in my two weeks, I literally felt like the biggest weight was off my shoulders. And I feel like life has hope again. I feel like I have hope. I feel like there's so many like... I can just, I can live my life again. I feel so much, so unbelievably much better about it all. Now, to try not to end on like this super sad, awful note of me feeling like I was just, it was a horrible experience. I'm going to say like, what I think needs to happen. There needs to actually be someone to be like, here, this is reality. This is how we're going to work through it. This is how we're going to work through the grieving. There needs to be so much more help for family because I don't think they can make this decision. And I think we're asking people that know nothing about medicine to make decisions on their loved ones and it's not fair to them yeah i'm gonna definitely sign your dnr now like do your advanced directive because after working in the icu like there is very little i want done to myself um i i don't want to go through any of that and i and i I've told my parents and told them the realities of the situation and people that don't work in it don't know. I also just think dealing with that sick of a population just wears you down. Um, the people are bitter and angry, which I have all right to be because I would probably be the same way if I, you know, had all this going on with me. It's not a happy population to work with. There's no joy. I feel like I was just, I would go to work, I'd give 110%, I'd get beat down, beat to hell, and then I was like expected to come back and give 100% the next day. And eh, I can't, I can't keep doing that. Um, you learn a lot. There's exciting things. You do all the things and you know, if you're okay with the trauma, 
then um, I don't mean trauma as in like medical trauma, I mean like emotional trauma, then it might be for you, but it wasn't for me. And I'm not going to try to make you make, you know, this is just strictly the reason I left. I left because I disagreed with a lot of what we did. And I left because I could no longer dissociate. I no longer wanted to dissociate myself from my feelings and being like the being the person who I am. I don't want to I don't want to pretend that that isn't real. Um just so I can do a job. I was like this is wrong. It's set up wrong. I think the American medical system has a lot <laughs> to work through. Um it's not the nurse's fault in the hospitals. It's not the patient's fault. It's not the patient's family's fault. It's not the physician's fault. It is just we have this horrible culture in America. We do not talk about death and dying. We do not honor death. We just try to avoid it at all costs. And that's wrong and that's evil. And all it leads to is pain and suffering. That's my two cents. I think some things are super important and super, we should, you know, we should do them. And modern medicine is great. Um, and so many people are helped. But I think sometimes we push it a little too far and it turns evil and it turns wrong. Um, and I saw that more often than I wanted to ever in my life. And I don't want to see it anymore. So, yeah, I mean, there is no great option. There is no great solution. Think about dying and don't maybe think it's the worst thing in the world because it probably isn't. I would say there's, there's, I've seen far worse than dying. And, um, I would not want any of person that I love to experience what a lot of people I've worked with have been through. Um, so this has just been a depressing podcast. I'm so depressing. Um, but that's the truth and that's reality. So yeah, if you have any questions, you can drop in the comments. I'll probably make another podcast about like the po more positives of working in ICU um, as opposed to just the ethics of it all. If anybody's in the ICU and they feel the exact opposite, I'm so happy for you because we need ICU nurses. If you feel like you love your job and it is all giggles and sunshine, congratulations. If you can handle death better than I can, congratulations. I mean, everyone's experience is their own. This is mine. I was an ICU nurse for six months, called it quits. Um, again, my opinions are my own. Yeah, that's it. I love you all. Bye.